Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I see new faces. Welcome. God bless you guys. Welcome. Okay, this morning we're going to touch the, we're going to stay in the book of Genesis. As you all know, we are um, studying and learning from Genesis from the beginning. And uh, my portion this morning will be Genesis 39. This is about Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Okay? We are going to learn so much here from Joseph and his character. We're going to learn um, everything that he went through, how God allows things to happen. But he only allows with and for a purpose. Amen? Amen. So we are going to learn that tonight, I mean, this morning. And Marcos, I'm going to ask you if you can help me read um, the verses. I'm going to have you read uh, Genesis 39 from 1 to, you can read 1 to 12, and then we're going to touch on that, and then we'll go on. Amen? And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him off the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down <coughs> thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. Hmm. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not how he had saved the bread. He did eat. And Joseph was a good, goodly person, all well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and he said, Lie with me. And he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master's wife is not. What is with me in the house? And he hath committed all that he had to my hand. There is no greater in this house than I. Hmm. Neither has he kept back anything from but, but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Hmm. Yes, and though she spoke to Joseph day after day. And it came and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, and he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or be with her. Amen. You can stop there. Amen. Before we go on, as you guys know, Joseph was the younger son of Jacob. Okay, he had 10 brothers. He was the 11th son of Jacob. However, he was the first one that he had with Rachel. 
very important. He was the 11th son of Jacob, but he was the first one that he had, that Jacob had with Rachel. Amen? Amen. Joseph had a gift from God. He had the gift of interpreting the dreams, and he used to have a lot of dreams. God used to show him things and speak to him through dreams, okay? For that reason, his brothers were jealous of him because they would see how God will move in his life just with the dreams. His father, I don't think it was that his father favored him more than the other ones. It was that he knew, he acknowledged that God was doing something with him. Therefore, when God is in the picture, when God is doing something with someone, there is always that someone that acknowledges that, that knows that. And that, and that can happen among us here. Just because we see somebody move in a certain way in the spirit doesn't mean that they're more or less than you. It just means that God has somebody there that can see what you do not see. Amen. Therefore, they can, they can acknowledge and react to that work of God in that person. Amen? Amen? And this is what was happening with Joseph. So the brothers, because they did not know, they didn't have the wisdom the father had to see what God was doing, they were jealous of him. And of course, that, that happens even nowadays. Yeah. You know, when you speak what God wants you to speak, and when you move the way God wants you to move, those that do not understand will rise up and try to attack you. Those that do not understand will rise up and try to mock you. Okay? They will, they will do things. You will see all the things that they did to Joseph and all, everything that he went through just because Joseph will speak what God wanted him to speak. And we're going to see here, we're going to learn here that Joseph was a foreshadow of Yeshua because he obeyed to the point of being put into prison. Okay? He obeyed to the point of going to the suffering, the same as Yeshua. He obeyed to the point of going to the mocking, the false accusations, all that, the same as Yeshua. But as we all know, if you can endure, who's sitting at the right hand of, of the Father right now? Amen? And we will see how the plan of God will come to pass regardless of anything that try to get in the way when it comes to Joseph. Amen? Amen? So I just wanted to give you guys an idea of first of Joseph was and why you will see that he went through all that he went through. So that can be an encouragement for us because in this walk, we can face the same things. Yes. But if we can just endure, Amen. if we can just maintain, Amen. if we can just stay firm and put our focus on the Amen. eternal things, we will see the plan of God come to pass in our lives. Amen? Amen. Don't let the circumstances dictate how much you worship God. Amen? Amen. Don't let what you see or what you're going through or the negative things that rise up dictate how much time you spend with God. Don't let those things dictate how much you want to speak of Him. Because when everything is going well, we are very excited and ready to speak to others about God. Amen? 
You can't wait to come across somebody and, and tell them about your experience with God. As long as it is what you want. But when God starts to stretch you, and when God starts to yeah. take you those down those roads where you're going to see those bumps and, and you're going to have to stumble at times, yeah. it's not going to be so exciting to Amen. talk about it. Amen? Amen? But if you can just believe and know that God has a plan, and his plan, no one and nothing can stop it, you yeah. will endure. Amen? Amen? Amen. Just, like the, just like the word says here, we're going to see how the Lord, not once, not twice, but three times. Yes. Chapter 39, three times it says the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. And all, he was with Joseph in the beginning. Yes. He was with Joseph in the middle. He was with Joseph at the end. Yes. Amen. Amen. And as we read, we will see that. So we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was in the picture. And we're here in the book of Genesis. Amen? Amen? Now, we read, the first thing that we see here, we see a man that fears God. We can see how much Joseph feared God. And when we say fear God, we're not saying be afraid of God. We are saying that when you fear God, you understand that no matter where you go, or what you say, whether you speak it or you think it, God knows. Yes. Yes. The problem that we have, the reason why we fall into sin, and we're going to see it here in the Word, is because we think that we can hide from God. Come on. And that is the foolish thing that we can do. We cannot hide from God. And that, that's what it means to have fear of God. When you are a place where nobody sees you, but you understand that God sees you, you will do the right thing. Amen. Just like Joseph did. Joseph was, God allowed Joseph to be sold, just like Joshua, okay? And look where Joseph ended up, in the house of an Egyptian, the great Potiphar, okay? We know that the Egyptians are pagans. We know that they believe in many gods. We know that they believe in anything but what Joseph believed in. And still, Joseph ended up there. Okay? So there's a reason why he ended up there. And God had a plan all the way from the beginning. We don't see here, we don't read here that at any point Joseph complained. We don't see here that he said, why is the Lord, why is God sending me to this place with all these pagans? Why? Why do I have to be here? But guess what? When God sends you or when God allows, because there's, there, there's a difference there. There's going to be a time that God himself is going to send you. And there's going to be a time that God is going to allow things to happen. Because if that's part of his plan, it will happen. But at the end, what's going to come to pass is what he says. Amen? So we see here, the word says that the Lord was with Joseph. That's the first time we see that here in chapter 39, verse 2. And he prospered. How can Joseph prosper when he was just basically thrown over there? He was, he was sold. So how can he say that the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered? 
You know why? Because if the Lord was with Joseph, he had to prosper. Yeah, Whether we understand it or not, don't you get blessings sometimes that you don't understand how Amen. or where they came from? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen? That just means, all that means is that the Lord is with you. He's the only explanation. Yeah. I know I've been there. I've seen blessings come my way that I have no idea. And God is so amazing that he doesn't even want you to know how. He just wants you to receive it because there's no way that you can understand it. The only explanation that you have is that it was God. So when you see that happen, know that God is with you. Amen? Amen. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. And he lived in the house of, the, of his Egyptian master. When his master saw, when his master yes. saw, so this Egyptian saw, okay, that the Lord was with Joseph. How did he see that? Mm. When they believe in other gods. Why didn't he take one of his own that believed in the same gods that he did, to take care of all his stuff. Why Joseph? You know why? Because when God sends you and when he allows for you to end up somewhere, even your enemies, yes. he will use to serve you. Yes. And they won't even realize it because God is the one in the mix of everything. Amen. You know why you won't even realize it yourself too? So you don't fall into your, on your own understanding and start pointing fingers and just let God move. That's why he allows it that way. He saw that the Lord was with him, okay? And that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Where did he see that? Because up until this point, we don't see anything that, that the Lord has given Joseph. We just know that he was with him. Sometimes, or all the times, all we need to know is that the Lord is with us. That's it. You don't need to know how, when, where. Just know that he's with you, and that will give you that shalom, that peace that you need, no matter what comes your way. Amen? Amen. That the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Okay? Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him, listen to this, from the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household and the Egyptian became, and the Egyptian because of Joseph. Okay? Because of who? Didn't this Egyptian already had all these blessings there? He did. But he didn't have what Joseph had. It was missing that piece. Yes. The only one true God. The only one that the Bible says that is alive. Because all the other ones, the Bible specifies that they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. So Joseph had the one that was able to move and flow so the blessings can continue. Amen? Amen. The blessings of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had. Look at God's mercy and grace. 
You know, you will think, why would God be blessing this Egyptian, this pagan? It takes one righteous. It takes one righteous one, says the word. That is why it is so important to stay the course, to stay firm, because your, your walk, your communion with God, your obedience to his word, is not just going to benefit you, but the ones around you. And if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you have husband, if you have wives, think about that. Because God, the things with God is that it's never about us. It's always about him. So he's the one that's always going to be glorified through us and our obedience to his word. Amen? That is why this Egyptian, um, the word says that the Lord blessed him. Because of Joseph. It says it here, because of Joseph. Amen? Now, the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. Look at that. Abundantly. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. What? (laughs) <laughs> so he, he, he had no worries about anything else but the food he ate isn't that ironic or isn't that interesting that don't we always say that we hunger for the word when you read the word and when you see how God can speak to you and transform you through his word don't you feel like a hunger mm-hmm. for more? Yes, yes. Don't you want to learn more, read more? Okay, that is the food that he didn't have. Okay. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. This caught my attention because this reminded me of Sarah. Sarah and Joseph in the Bible. God describes how handsome and beautiful they were. Okay. And, and I wonder why that is. Here comes the interesting part. And after a while, his master's wife, here she comes, took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. Now remember, Joseph was placed there because he had a purpose and there was a plan from God. Okay? Now, remember that the Egyptians, I'm assuming that for them, this, is, this was a normal thing. His wife um, probably was used to doing that. His wife would probably sleep with any other man without, you know, and she would see it as something normal. I mean, if they can just believe in any other gods and just follow anything of the world, I'm sure that could have been part of that. Probably, right? So, in this case, she ended up offering herself to the wrong one (laughs) because this was a righteous man this was a man that understood that even though God allows he also gives a way out amen and that is in the word and we're going to read that later because we are quick to say oh I'm going through this or I did this because God allowed it (laughs) yes he allows things but for his purpose 
not for you to use it as an excuse to sin. Come on. Because the word says that he allows, but it also says that he will not tempt you more than you can bear. And he says that with the temptation, he, he provides a way out. The problem is that we leave that part out. Okay? Oh, no, God says that I will be tempted. Yes. Can you read the whole verse? It tells you that with the temptation, he will provide a way out. And Joseph understood this. Amen? And here it comes. Even though she said, come to bed with me, Joseph refused but he refused with me and then he said with me in charge he told her my master please listen to this this is what he told her my master does not concern himself with anything in the house everything he owns he has entrusted to my care no one listen to this no no one is greater in this house than I am. And who's the I am? Amen. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. In other words, he's letting her know. I mean, the obvious is that if you're his wife, you shouldn't even be here. Amen. How then could I do such wicked thing and sin against God? Was God the master that he was talking about earlier? We see two things here. Okay? We see that Joseph acknowledged that his only master was God. Amen? He label the sin okay you have to identify the sin he told her how could I do such wicked thing and sin against God in other words he was letting her know that is a sin in case you didn't know it ladies <laughs> amen <laughs> and he didn't just say that he said how how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Here we see the fear of the Lord. Because I can imagine it was just him and her there. Okay? Her husband had just entrusted him with everything. So if we can use that as an excuse, he could very well just go ahead and sleep with her. But Joseph understood that even though there was nobody else around him there, God was watching him. So that is the fear of the Lord. And that fear of the Lord is the only thing that can stop you from sinning. Because until you understand, until you understand that he sees you, we can hide from each other here. We can, we can put a pretty face and then go out of here and do the things that are not pleasing to God but you're not harming any of us <laughs> we're just doing the harming for to ourselves because it's going to come to a point that the 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 calling and the purpose of God for your life is going to have to come to pass because his word he doesn't lie so you're going to end up hitting yourself 
you're going to end up hitting yourself with the wall because God is going to take you to a point. If he has to take you to a point where you're this low until you can't see no more but him and submit and surrender to him, he will take you there. But his plan will come to pass. So we're the one that make the journey longer. Yeah. <laughs> we're the one that make it harder on ourselves. Because regardless, he's going to be God. No matter what you do, he's going to be God. Just so you know, there's nothing you can do to change his mind. God is going to be God. The only thing about that is that he is such a gentleman and he's so merciful and graceful that he gave us free will. He gave you and me free will. But I'm sure and I'm positive 100% that what he desires is for you to choose well, mm -hmm. to make the right decision, the decision that pleases him, yeah. just like Joseph did here, okay? We see a lot of stories in the Bible and a lot of men that were tempted and they went ahead and sinned. And even like that, God had mercy and grace. But when it comes to Joseph, we can use that example very well because I know we like to use the examples of those that ended up falling. But can we use the example of the one that did not fall? Can we follow that as well? You know, I have people tell me, well, Jesus did it because he was the son of God. He, if you want to put it that way, let's say that was the case, which is not, because the word says that he became man. But let's say that was the case. What about Joseph? God is giving us another example. We have Joseph here. He was able to endure. He was able to to, to, have, to maintain that fear of the Lord. And he was able to glorify God, even through temptations. So we cannot use that excuse. It is an excuse. The same God that tells you that we fall short daily is the same God that tells you that he will not tempt you more than you can bear. Yes. It's the same God that, te that tells you that he will also provide a way out. And what is the way out? Seeking his kingdom first and his righteousness and everything else will be added on. If you seek God, if you seek his kingdom, if you seek his righteousness, he will give you the dominion that you need to say no to sin. You see how, how important the fear of God is? I mean, I've been in situations where things are presented to me and you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But I praise God that I got to a point where I don't make my decision based on what my brother or sister thinks or wants to do. I base my decision based on what he wants me to do. Amen. Because I might want to, it might look, it might be nice to do it so you can be pleased. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be before you. I'm going to be before him. Yes. So I'm going to be, I have to answer him. Yes. So I just pray that even though I don't do what is nice to you, that God can give you the understanding that I'm doing it because I am here to please him, yes. not men. Amen. 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 So please don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> and just pray to God that he can open your eyes and give you the understanding to his word, to his truth. Yes, we have to obey and follow his commandments. Yes. Amen. Yes. Look at his commandments as a GPS. 
Just look at it that way. If you don't know where you're going and you need a GPS, if you were blind and you were driving, you don't know where you're going. You can't see. Just look at the commandments of that, that GPS that you need to be able to be directed the right way. So you can make it to where you need to make it. Amen. Here we see with Joseph that he exercised some of the commandments here. And the very, the most important one that I see that he exercised here was the, that you will love your God with all your heart. Amen. This was Joseph. Amen? Amen. We see that Joseph prospered because of that love. We see how much Joseph loved God to the point of being able, just like Yeshua. How many times did the devil tempted Jesus? Yep. And he was able to endure. He was able to, to, to resist. Mm -hmm. But you know, the only way that we can resist the devil is by submitting to God. Amen. There's no other way. You cannot do it in your own strength. You cannot do it in your own flesh. Because let me tell you, the devil can paint something very pretty to you, and it might look like it comes from God, but it's not. So unless you submit to God, when you submit to God, God is faithful. So he has to be there for you. Just by you submitting to him, that takes him to be who he is. And he will show you and will give you the discernment that you need so you know what's coming from him and what's not coming from him. So please, the fear of the Lord is what we need. Yes. That fear that Joseph Amen. had for the Lord. Amen. Amen. We see how Joseph was able to resist, refuse the temptation. Not once, not once, several times. Because it says here in verse 10, And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even, even be with her. This is very important here. Because we can be dealing with, we can be battling with something. We all battle with something daily. Amen? But if you know that something can make you fall, stop playing around it. I heard a pastor once said, if you don't want to fall off the edge, don't play near it. Come on. When you fall, don't blame God. Yes. Amen? Yes. We cannot entertain sin. We cannot entertain... Don't, no. don't, don't, don't do it. That's right. Run, just like Joseph did. Run, refuse it, resist it. Because the word tells us that we do have the dominion. God knows that we have it. We just don't use it. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know why we don't use it? Because we don't know how. And you know why we don't know how? Because we don't go to the one that can show you how. Amen. Yes. And the one that can show us how is God. How, do, how, how can he show me? Have communion with God. Amen. Have time of Amen. prayer. Take time of your day to come before God and pray to God. And he will show you. 
Open the Bible, read the word, and he will show you. If you need to go back to his commandments and read all of them one by one, go. Go and examine your heart, examine your, your life. Well, the God says, do not do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, and he tells me to remember the Sabbath. He tells me that he blessed that day for me. Look, look, look how, how, how precious we are to God. That he went ahead and blessed one day so we can rest. He knew that we needed, that we were going to need that day to be able to rest. Or if we can be honest, if you go the whole seven days without observing the Sabbath, you, you hardly see your kids. You hardly see probably your husband or wife. You hardly have time to sit down and rest. Because you're constantly on the go. That's, that's just life. That's how it is. Yeah. But God made it a commandment so that way we can, we can obey it. He didn't just put it in the word in one of the stories. No, he made it a commandment. Because he needs to, to have us take that time to sit and meditate in his word. We should be glad. We should be happy. We should be, we should be graceful. We should be joyful that God decided to pick one day for me and you to rest in him. It is a blessing. So don't look at it. It doesn't mean that we're Jewish. Forget about that. Can you just look at the word for what it is? If God is telling me that I need to rest on the Sabbath, whether Juan, Pedro, Maria, everybody else is doing it or not doing it, I'm just going to follow what the Word says. Amen. It doesn't matter. What matters is what he tells me to do. Amen. Whether other people do it. Or Jewish do it too. Okay, great for them. But I'm following what the Word says. Amen. Doesn't mean that I'm Jewish. Amen? Amen. How, many, how many of us here adopt other things from other countries, from other cultures, and nobody says anything about it? Nobody says anything. Nobody cares. I mean, but when it comes to the word, yes. now we're Jewish because we observe the Sabbath? No. We are just followers of Yeshua. And we obey what the word says. Simple as that. That's all it is. Amen? So please observe the Sabbath. Please have that time of rest. You need that time of rest. You need that time in the word. You need that time to know that any day you can rest, any day you can get in the Word, any day you can meditate in the Word. But it is great to know that He picked, that He blessed one day for you. Amen. That is great to know. Or oh, don't you wait for your birthday to come? <laughs> I mean, you really have a day, a birthday every day, because you're alive every day. So you can celebrate every single day, but you wait for that one birthday. You think that day is the special day because that is the day that you were born. But guess what? It's the same thing with the Sabbath. We can rest any day of the week. We can get in the Word any day of the week. But my father said that he blessed that day for yes. me. Amen. So I see it as a date that I have with my Lord. Yes. I see it as a day that I have to rest in him. Amen. So no, we are not Jewish. We just follow the word. Amen? Amen. Let's continue reading. Marcus, you're going to read the second part or Maribel? 
I'm going to have Maribel. Okay, Maribel, we're going to move to Genesis 39, 13 to 23. And the word of the Lord continued to say in verse 13 on, When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, she screamed to the men of her house and said to them, Look, someone brought this Hebrew man to us, to pull us. He approached me to lie with me, so I screamed out loud. Hmm. When he heard me raise my voice and scream, he left his garment with me, fled, and went outside. Hmm. Then she kept the garment with her until his master came home. She spoke the same words to him, saying, The Hebrew, the Hebrew slave that you brought us approached me to fool with me. When I raised my voice, and screamed. He left his garment with me and fled outside. Hmm. Now when his master heard the words his wife spoke to him, saying, Such are the things your slaves did to me, he, his anger burned. Then Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners hmm. were confined. So there he was in the prison. But Adonai was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the eyes of the commander of the prison. Hmm. The commander of the prison entrusted into Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were into the prison so that everything that he, so that everything, I'm sorry, so that everything that was done there, he was responsible for it. The commander of the prison did not concern himself with anything at all under his care. Because Amen. Adonai was with him. And Adonai made whatever he did successful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So here we see, here comes the schemes, here comes the lies, the unfair punishment, here comes all the things that you might say, but why did Joseph have to go through that? But we also gonna see here God's favor. And his grace all over this. That might sound like a little drama here. Amen? We see how the word keeps repeating and saying that the Lord was with Joseph. And notice that the word says the Lord was with Joseph before we start reading about what he was going to go through. Just even to get us ready. <laughs> I'm in control. I got this. Amen? Notice that anywhere Joseph was taken... Anywhere he would put his feet, anything he would touch, he would prosper. And he would be successful at it. Was it in his own strength? Was it because he was handsome and pretty? No, it was because the Lord was with him. Amen? The same way Potiphar gave him, put him in charge of everything, he had. Even in prison, he had to be put in charge of everything. No matter where you go, if the Lord is with you, everything will work for your good. Always remember that. If the Lord is with you, things will work out for your benefit, for your good, and not for your glory, for his name to be glorified. Amen? We see here that God granted him that favor. 
that he needed. And then if you read and you picture the whole scene, what's going on here, Joseph was okay with being sold to the point, because I can imagine if, if that happens to one of us, and then on top of that, the master wants me to be in charge of everything there. You'll be like, wait a minute, I didn't come here for that. But notice one thing. Joseph did not complain, and Joseph followed through. Okay? So this is, this is, a, 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 this is an explanation. His, 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 his character, the way he moved, is Psalms 46.10. He was still, Amen. and he knew who was God. In the mix of everything, he knew who God was in him and with him. To the point that he even let them put him into prison. I mean, he knew he didn't touch that woman. Okay? But here comes the lies. You can tell that she was used to doing that. Okay? Because she prepared everything. But guess what? She kept his garment because he was trying to run away from her. Okay, Joseph did not say, wait a minute, let me, let me go back and grab it because she, Joseph, I, I, I can just imagine that he was just, he was just, you know, like, like the horses when they put those things here, that they, they can just look one way. Joseph was that. He couldn't, he would not look to the left, to the right. He was focused on one thing. All I know is, I'm sure that, that Joseph would think to his mind, all I know is that I have to please God. No matter what comes my way, I have to please my master, yes. my real master. I have to please the one that's with me. So this woman tries so hard to the point of preparing this, okay, so she can keep his garment and use it as an excuse to build up a false accusation, just like Yeshua, okay? We see here how Joseph is a foreshadow of Yeshua in everything. Because he went to the suffering, they sold him, he went to the mocking, he experienced the jealousy, the envy, everything, but he was focused. Yes, he was focused, and that's the thing that we have to learn, to stay focused no matter what comes our way. Amen? Amen? So we see here that once this happens and she keeps his garment and she uses that so that so her husband can go ahead and get i mean he believed obviously what she said because he put him into prison but little than he knows that a child of god when god is with you they can toss and turn they can do whatever they want to you but if it's with you even if they put you in prison he's going to use you even if he put you in prison, his purpose is going to be fulfilled. Yes, amen. To the point where he, even in the prison, I mean, how can, just, just picture going into prison and the commander there tells you, okay, you're going to be in charge of everything. What? Only God. Okay, you're going to be in charge of everything here. I'm not going to worry about anything. You're going to be in charge of everything. Doesn't that happen to you? Sometimes people just want to entrust things to you without even knowing you and you're like well this person doesn't even know me how do you want me to do this how do you do you really trust me it's not you okay it's God's favor over you okay and God is the one that touches the hearts of others so they can bless you 
because he is the one that's with you. So always remember that. When you see the blessings coming left and right and you have no idea, don't try to figure it out. Don't figure it out because you won't. Just know that he's with you. All the time, even to the point. Listen to this. And this is in the Word too. We're going to read this later. To the point, because the Word says, Lo del impío pasará mano del justo. Okay? We're going to read that later. And that is so powerful because that was what happened to Joseph. Let me just go. For my sister that's here. That is in the book of Proverbs 13:22. He says, "But the sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous." 13:22. That's what we see here with Joseph. Okay? Because Joseph did not have to do anything to get any of that. And he comes from the Egyptians. He comes from a pagan. He comes from sinners. And here comes a righteous one and benefits from all that. So that's what the word says. And I love that part. And I'm going to give you guys a story when it comes to that verse. Um... You know how every year for Christmas they do, you know, they exchange gifts and stuff like that. And um, at my job, there's always one that wants to buy a lot of tickets. They want to buy a lot of tickets. You know, I'm going to buy you one. I want to buy a lot of tickets for everybody, and that's going to be my gift. (laughs) And, you know, here you are. You have to face this because you don't believe in this. You don't want to follow this. And then I tell them, okay, you guys can buy the tickets. But I will not participate. I don't need a ticket. I have a provider. And this person said, okay, so when I win the lottery, don't ask me for anything. (laughs) You know how how they try to get you, you know? And I told this person, I won't ask you for anything. But you can give it to me if you want. Because the word says that the sinner's wealth <laughs> is stored up for the righteous. Amen. So, so I will not ask you for it. But if you give it to me, I'm entitled to take it. Amen? And that's what that verse means. That's what Joseph went through here. He did not have to do anything for any of that. For all the wealth and everything that was there. And still he benefited from it. Because the Lord was with him. Every time I say because, I want you guys to say the Lord was with him. Amen? Because? Amen. 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 Here we see that even in prison, Joseph was used by God. Don't think that God will not use you. Because you're not, because you don't have a title in the church. Mm-hmm. Or don't think God will not use you because you're not in these four walls. Mm-hmm. Or don't think that God will not use you because you're not wearing the suit, you know, and the nice clothes and drive the nice car. No. 
God will use you anywhere he pleases. God will use you in any way he wants. No matter where they put you, if God has his eyes on you and he wants to use you, he will use you. And we see it here with Joseph. Why do you think God allowed Joseph to go to prison based on what we read here? God's mercy and grace was not just over Joseph, but those that were in there. God had to send his righteous one to go to that place and rescue those that were in there. Amen? That's why when God sends you somewhere, no matter how uncomfortable and dirty it might be, go. Listen. Listen because you don't know what he's trying to do with you or through you. Because Joseph ended up there. Thanks to Joseph, those prisoners there were able to know and see the revelation of God of, with their dreams. Because God saying Joseph, he was the only one that was able to interpret him. Amen? Amen? So he was the rescue for them. He was the one that he used, Amen. even in prison. And as, as we continue to learn about Joseph and continue to read, I encourage you all, I encourage you, all of you, to continue watching the teachings because we're going to continue next week reading about Joseph and we're going to see how at the end God's plan comes to pass. Amen. We're going to see how every dream and everything that God showed Joseph really came from his throne. And we see why it was important for Joseph to open his mouth and speak what God was showing him. Sometimes we don't want to do that. Sometimes we feel intimidated or we feel that, that people are not going to understand us. Or we feel that, that they're going to think I'm crazy. But if God gives you a dream, okay, ask the Holy Spirit to give you direction and show you when and where to speak it or, or share it. Because you don't know what God is doing. The dream doesn't necessarily mean that it's for you. God can be wanting to reveal or expose something with others. That's why it's important to have the boldness that Joseph had. To the point that opening his mouth, look where he ended up. All his brothers just, and just like Yeshua, out of all the brothers, out of all the brothers, he had to be Judah. <laughs> he had to be Judah, the one that came against him. And who was the one that sold Jesus? Judah. So we see that he is a foreshadow of Yeshua. Yeah. We see it in his obedience. Yeah. We see it in the endurance. Okay? We see it in his mercy. We see it in the forgiveness. Because Joseph never had anything against his brothers. He never showed any resentment. He never showed anything against them. Even though they did all that they did to him. Just like Yeshua. Imagine being on the cross like Jesus was and seeing all these people in front of you that are happy to see you there going through that suffering. And all you had to say was, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. I mean, that takes, that takes, just think about that. And every time you find yourself in a situation 
where you have to forgive as hard as it might be, always take yourself to the cross. If you take yourself to the cross, that will give you the encouragement that you need to do it. Because if Jesus did it, who are we to not forgive? Jesus didn't come down the cross and, and mingle with them. He still went through with God's plan. The Bible says that we must pray for our enemies. It doesn't say mingle with them. It says you pray for them. Because you got to use your wisdom too. Yeah. Amen? So we see here that Joseph did not have any resentment. He had, he knew, I mean, having fear of the Lord, forgiving is part of that fear. When, you, when you're able to forgive, you truly know that you fear the Lord. Because the word says that we don't, he doesn't forgive us. You know? I mean, if you take everything back to the word, it's just, it's, it's really God speaking to us. It's not what we say. Amen? Amen? So we see that here. Now, something that caught my attention here, and it took me back to the book of Ephesians. If you can look it up, um, 3.1. Remember that Joseph, when he was in prison, he had the same attitude as in, in the house. I mean, it's not the same for someone to tell you, I'm going to put you in charge of this nice house. You have AC here. You have all this food. You know, you have all the accommodation that you need. I mean, it's easy for you to say, yeah, of course, I'll be in charge. He did it in excellence. In prison, it was the same thing. And he still did it in excellence. You see his character there? You see how he really, really, really had what we should have, in other words. He had what, that's what God desires from all of us. He desires for us to represent him in anything we do and anywhere we are. Not just in the comfortable, but the uncomfortable. Yeah. Amen. Amen? I hope you get this. Listen to this. Listen to this. They did to Joseph the same thing they did to Yeshua. Okay? Joseph was thrown into prison. Okay? And it was unfair. We all know that. He did not deserve that. Amen? But listen to what Paul, the Apostle Paul, the one that we all look up. Look at what Paul says in the book of Ephesians 3.1. Read it, Marcus. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Amen. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the sake of you Gentiles. Joseph was a prisoner of Yeshua. Joseph was a prisoner of God. Joseph was being led by God. So that prison wasn't really what we can see in the natural. That prison was just, was just a place that God used 
to use him. The problem is that the, here it uses the word prison. So when we think about a prison, we think, oh my God, you know, who knows what he went through. But no, it can be anywhere. God can place you anywhere. Just picture that. He can place you anywhere. Didn't he put Daniel with the, with the lions? He allowed Daniel to be in there with his lions. If, if, if you can just picture that, we'll be freaking out. Oh my God, there's lions around me. But they, who, who was in control there? God. So it doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how, how dangerous it might look in your eyes. If God, very important, not us. If God was the one that put you there, yeah. he provides a way out. Yeah. His protection is going to be over you. Amen. No matter how it may seem. Amen. And if you can believe that, if you can believe it, you're going to endure it. That's all it takes. You have to believe it. We see that even in the prison, being in charge of everything, he did it in excellence. Just think about that. Just in case you might be saying, oh, well, imagine, yeah, anybody would want to be in charge in the house. I mean, the Egyptians, he was a master. He had everything. But God is taking us. He's giving us another example here. Just in case you want to use that as an excuse, you can still do the work of God in prison, just like Joseph did. Amen? The Lord was really with Joseph. And the beautiful thing about Joseph is that he believed it. Very important. I can tell you, all of you, and myself, that the Lord is with us. But if you don't believe it, I mean, nothing happens. That's like, I mean, how can I tell you? How can I give you a perfect example of that? I mean, I I can tell you the Lord is with you. But if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. If you don't believe it, if you only believe it in here because you get all emotional and you, yes, the Lord is with me. But the minute you walk out that door, the temptation comes and you don't know what to do. So you forgot that the Lord is with you. That's, that's what I mean by you have to believe it. When you go out that door and somebody confronts you and the problems come, because to be honest, the real world, the, the real world is still out there. We still have to face it. Yeah. Joseph had to face it, but he understood and he believed that the Lord was with him. Yeah. And that's what made the difference. He understood and believed that the door had a, that, 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 that God had a plan. So, and if you can believe that his plan is going to come to pass in your life, no matter what comes your way, Amen. you will endure. Amen. No matter what comes your way. It might seem at times that you might ask yourself, is God really with me? He is with you. Amen. He is with you. Just have to believe him. Just have to believe it and walk knowing that he's with you. Amen. You know how you walk knowing that God is with you? When you have your head up. You know when you walk knowing that God is with you? When you're not walking like this. How you doing? Lo mismo ahí, tú sabes. 
No. How are you doing? I'm highly blessed. God is with me. What do you want me to tell you? And they know you're going through hell and back, and they're like, oh, she's crazy. But they don't understand that God is with you. Amen. And that is why you do that. Yeah. Amen. That's how you know that God is with you. Amen. When you and, and, and let me tell you, people might look at you and think that you're crazy because they know what you're going through, and they look at she's crazy. I mean, she lost this, she lost that, she doesn't have this. Let's talk about God is with her. Yes, God is with me. That you don't believe is one thing, but he is with me. And that's what you have to know. That's all that has to matter to you, not what anybody else thinks. Amen? Let's go to um, 2 Thessalonians 3.5. And we're going to see here a description of Joseph in this verse as well. It says, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Didn't Joseph persevere? He allowed God to direct his heart. You know why his heart and not his steps? The word says, May the Lord direct your heart. You know why? Because everything flows from here. If you let God direct your heart, you will not be deceived. Because the same way everything flows from here, the word says that the heart can deceive you. Okay? So please, no, don't follow your heart. (laughs) You know how we say, oh, just follow your heart. Whatever your heart tells you, be careful with that. Let the Lord direct your heart. And you will do what God wants you to do. You will get what you need, not what you want. Because that's the difference. When we direct our own heart, we get what we want. But when we let the Lord direct our hearts, we get what we need. And there is a difference there. So please be careful with follow your heart. Amen? Amen? Did you notice in the word that it says it three times. The Lord was with Joseph. Okay? That to me was very important because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was with Joseph. Amen? Amen? We see that Joseph went through everything. The lies, the mocking, the suffering, the accusations, false accusations, the mistreatment from his own brothers. See, when you have to do the work of the Lord, you sometimes you have to even depart from your own. Mm-hmm. And that can be very hard. But if God sees that you're doing it to follow his plan, he will work everything for the good of the family. Amen. And he, in his timing, everything will be great. Just don't get up, don't, don't get off track. Don't get off track and follow your feelings. Oh, because my brother, my sister, because, because God is the one that you have to please first. Amen. Amen. Trust me that he will put everything together. Amen. And those that you probably thought that you left behind because you had to live to do the work of God, if God sees that that's a desire in your heart, he will bring it together. 
but we must wait on him. God doesn't need our help, just so you know. He does not need our help. All he needs is our obedience. That's it. We have to obey, and we have to believe, and we have to trust. Everything else, he is in total control. If not, just go back to the beginning. Who created the heavens and the earth and everything? It was God. So he knows what he's doing. He's in control of everything. The things that you understand and the things that you do not understand. That's why the word says that we should not lean on understanding. Because his thoughts are higher than ours. So everything we must bring before God. Everything we must take it to him. So he can be the one to direct us. So he can be the one to use us. Now, I'm going to read a verse that I want you guys to really pay attention to this. If I tell you guys that in all this that happened to Joseph, everything that he went through, from the minute he was with his brothers to the point of ended up ending up in prison. In all this, God was with Joseph. You guys are paying attention, yeah. <laughs> and if I tell you that in all this, God already knew what was going to happen. And if I tell you that all this, God himself allowed it, will you believe that? Yeah, very well. Because some things happen as a consequence of our actions. But we see here that Joseph didn't do anything to have such consequence. Think about it. A lot of the stories, we see these things happening as a consequence of our actions. And still, God allows it because he is just. And we are going to go through the consequence, whether it's good or bad. But if you know that he's with you, you will endure. Amen. Amen? So in his case, Joseph did not do anything to face such consequence. It was strictly allowed by God because God had a plan. Yes. Amen? Amen? The principle here is this. Just because God allowed it, it didn't mean Joseph had to use it as an excuse to sin. This is, a, this is a huge principle for us, not just men, but women, okay? When God allows certain things in our lives, please pay attention, be vigilant, yes. and see what's going on, because your action yes. might have a great consequence. And the main consequence, it's not just what can happen to you. You know what's the greatest consequence? That you're going to delay God's plan for your life. And God is going to allow that too. Because until he sees that you are on, in the right track, that you are following what he needs, then is when you're going to allow his plan to flow. Otherwise, we're just going to make it harder on us. So please allow God to work in your life. Allow God's plan to flow in your life. Don't put your hands in it. Yeah. If God tells you, go out there, 
you're going to face something that if you don't endure, you're going to sin against me. Don't go out there, face it, and then sin against him. Because he told you. It's not like he didn't tell you. He told you. So God is looking at us. Okay, now I have to wait. Ah, cabeza dura, she likes to wait. Now, now we got to wait a little longer. Let me try again. Okay? I'm going to allow this situation to happen in your life. This is going to happen, but behold, I'm going to give you a way out. And there you go again a second time. Por aquí, por aquí. Back again. Y ahí nos mantenemos, and we stay there, going in circle. Going in circle, going in circle. And every time, why does God allow this? Why don't you have time with God so he can tell you why you're not doing right? Why you keep falling in the same hole? Because you keep going around the same hole. That's just how it is. is does God know that you? Yeah, he knows. But he's waiting for you. He wants to see your obedience. He wants to see that you listen. He wants to see that you want to stay core, that you want to make it to the finish line. Yeah. He's not going to force us. He's not. That his plan is going to come to pass? Yes, but he's not going to force us. We're just going to face a whole lot of difficult things if we don't listen. Until we do, it's just going to be like that. So we decide, do we want to be, live a chaotic life or do we want to be in peace? Do we want to let God direct our path? It's our decision. Okay? So the principle here is this. Yes, you can endure. Yes, you can resist the sin. Yes, you can be holy. Yes, you can say no to the things that does not please God. And I'm not telling you that. The Word says it here. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation, no temptation has sized you except what is common to men. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out that you can stand up under it. If God believes that of us, why don't we believe it? Why do we think that because we have a sinful nature, it's okay for us to sin? The nature is there, but he provided a way out. So if God is telling me that he provided a way out, either I have to have more communion with him to know how that works, because I don't know yet, or I just want to use it as an excuse. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you here? God provided a way out along with the temptation. So please, 
keep, keep this verse in your mind. Take it with you. And when you are faced with temptation, always remember that. And tell the devil, you're a liar. God provided a way out for me. He gave me self-dominion. And in his name, what is there that I cannot do? Nothing. Nothing. We can do everything in his name. That's why when we use that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't use it when you go to the gym. <laughs> Don't use it when you're trying to do a diet. This is when you got to use this verse. When you are faced with temptation, when you are faced in, in a situation where God is trying to help you and telling you, look, you can do all things through me. I can strengthen you. You do not fall. I gave you self-dominion. I provided a way out. This is when you have to use that verse. Not when you're trying to do something in the natural. No, 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 no. And, and I've been there. But as the, the, the more you read the word, the more you meditate on it, the more God shows you exactly what he means in his word. Because I remember using that verse even to drive. I can do all things for Christ. So yeah, I can make it there. <laughs> what? That's not what that's for. If you're going to use it, use it when you are faced with temptation. And that's going to give you that booster that you need. The encouragement that you need to not sin. Can you sin? Can it happen? Yes. Yes, we can fall short daily. Yes, it can happen. Get up and keep quoting the verse in your mind. Don't use God's grace as an excuse to sin, please. We cannot use his grace as an excuse to sin. Think of his grace as something so, so powerful. It's something that you should be so, you should be so, hold it so respectful with you. Yes. I mean, the fact that he has grace and mercy over us daily, yes. that should take you to a point where you just want to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to please him. Don't walk around thinking that you can sin, that it's okay to sin. Mm-hmm. That it can happen, yes. Is it okay? No. Yes. Just because it can happen doesn't make it okay. So there, there, there's a difference there. Don't look at it as if it's something normal. It is not. God is telling us here that he provided a way out. Amen. He provided a way out. Whatever you're facing, whatever temptation you're you're, you're, you're dealing with whatever addiction you're dealing with, whatever, even pornography. A lot of people deal with that because the computer is there. Just because it's there doesn't mean you can use it to sin. Do you understand? So when that comes to your mind, because it happens, if it's something that we're battling with, it will come to our mind. But just because it comes to our mind doesn't mean that we have to feed it? No. We don't. So when it comes to our mind, whatever it is, remember this verse, but remember the right way. Yes, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes, you can see that way out. Yes, you can say no. 
Yes, you can remain faithful to God. Yes, you can do it. His grace, His mercy, His favor, His love is always going to be there for you. Always. It's just a matter of knowing and having that fear of God to the point where even though you know that's always going to be there for you, you won't take it for granted. You're going to try to do the right thing as much as you can. If God tells me, don't do this, I have fear of the Lord. I will not do it. If for some reason I'm battling and I'm struggling and I want to do it, remember the verse. You can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. At that point, get on your knees. At that point, have that time, have communion with God. Lord, I'm, I'm going through this right now. I need you now. I, I can imagine that God loves to hear us say, I need you. Don't you love when somebody tells you I need you? Don't you love it? When you have a friend or somebody, oh, I need you. I miss you. I need you. I need to see you. I, I, I need to have you near me. We like that, right? Imagine God. Imagine when you go before God and you tell him, I need you. He, he wants to hear that from us. Because we, there's nothing we can do in our own strength, church. Nothing. Nothing we can do. And we've seen it happen. We've seen it. So please, 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 don't let your circumstance dictate mm-hmm. how much you seek God. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, just like Joseph, keep maintain the course. Stay there. Amen. Stay there because you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Follow his commandments. Obey his commandments. Yes. Pastor Evelyn posted something the other day that I thought it was very powerful. We don't get into an accident on the road because we read the signs. We don't because we obey them. Because if you read them and don't obey them, yeah, if it tells you this is the wrong way and you still go in, somebody's going to hit you. And then when the police comes, oh, but I read the sign. The officer is going to tell you, did you obey? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't. And that's what makes the difference. It's the same thing with God's commandments. It's the same thing with God's word. Yes. What good is it to read it? Mm-hmm. The word doesn't even tell you to read it. It tells you to meditate on it. Yeah. So don't just read it. Meditate in the word day and night. Mm-hmm. Look, look how, how, how God is and how he knows us so well that he knew we needed day and night. Because whatever you did in the day, you can very well forget it throughout the day, but go at night. And then it comes back to you. So don't let whatever is happening to you, because we all face it, especially now with this pandemic, don't let anything trouble you. If you can remember that the Lord is with you and that you can do all things, through him who strengthens you, nothing is going to move you. That doesn't mean that you're not human. That doesn't mean, I have people tell me, are you human? (laughs) (laughs) Girls on my job, are you human? Let me tell you, I might be going through hell and back and through more things that you're going through. But just because 
I carry it well doesn't mean that it's not heavy. Just because I can display that peace that surpasses our understanding doesn't mean that I'm not going through things. Because we're not here. You're not going to display God by going around saying, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't even have all that complaining and all that. That's not, that's not displaying God, let me tell you. No, no, no. Because if the word says that it gives you that peace that surpasses all understanding, when you see that people do not understand why you are walking the way you're walking, even though you're going through what you're going through, you're experiencing that peace. That's all it is. The word says it. It surpasses all understanding. So what I tell them is, if you don't understand it, that means I'm walking in that peace. Amen. <laughs> Amen? And that's what we have to do, no matter what comes our way. There's people that they see, they have bad experiences. You know, we all see different things. I mean, church, outside church, anywhere. But don't let that stop you from congregating. Don't let that stop you from seeking God because you're the church. You're stopping your own church. That's what you're doing. You're not stopping anything else but yourself. We are the church. So if you say, I'm going to stop congregating because I saw this, or somebody said that, or I don't agree with this, guess what? You are stopping your church. Not this building. You're stopping your church, your walk, yourself, what God wants to do with you. You're putting that on hold. You're not harming anybody around here but yourself. So when you stop looking at men, and when you stop being so sensitive and letting, letting what man says offend you, and you put your focus on God, you're not going to look to your right or your left. You're going to continue the walk. So please don't let men stop you from your walk. Focus on God and take everything to the word. Imagine if Mabel says something to me right now and I say, okay, that's it. I'm not coming back. Am I doing anything? To Mabel? No. To myself. And God is probably looking at me like, look up. She's going to stop my work because of an offense. Which, by the way, is a sin. When you get offended and you hold it, resentment builds. And it starts to build and build and build. And once you know you are holding this thing inside of you, that's called unforgiveness. You become bitter. Uh And what happens when you become bitter and you hold unforgiveness inside of you, you tend to get away. Because you can be yourself. It becomes a stronghold, to be honest with you. It does. And you actually need to be delivered from that. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, I'm not saying you need to forgive. I'm not saying you need to go and, and, you know, mingle with the person. If you don't see that, sometimes God will not allow that to be the same. But you need to forgive. You have to forgive. There's a lot of people that are holding on forgiveness against their parents. And that's huge. There's people holding on forgiveness against relatives against 
friends or against even their own self because they're still holding on to a sin that they committed, which they repented from, and they don't understand that God already forgave them. Do you know that if you, the word says, that if you repent, if you confess your sin and you repent, God is faithful to forgive you, and he doesn't just forgive you, he throws it to the deepest of the sea. But again, do you believe it? Because if you don't believe it, you're going to get all emotion. Oh, God forgave me. When you walk out the door, the devil is going to bring the sin back to your mind and you're going to start feeling guilty. No, that's when you say, no, 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 you're wrong. I repented. God forgave me. I'm not going to do that. That's it. But the problem is that we have a hard time believing the word. It's easy to say it, but we don't believe it. If you don't believe it, you're not going to walk it. You're not going to understand it. You're not going to know that what God is telling you there, it's really what it is. That's what happens. So if you are dealing with that, please do yourself a favor and forgive. Forgive, forgive, even if it's your own self. And if you are using God's grace to sin, this is the time and ask for repentance and know that the Lord is with you in the same way Joseph endured, you can. You can do the same thing. We can. I believe I can. Do you believe it? Yes. Yes. Amen. So please, please congregate. Please, especially now, please congregate. Amen. Whether it's here, wherever you go, wherever it's listening, if you don't have a church, please congregate. It is a very dangerous state to be, especially now. We have to congregate. And I'm not telling you this myself, because we are quick to point the signs of Yeshua returning. We are quick to say, oh, look, this is happening. I was reading about this. Jesus is coming. Do you know what you have to be doing if Jesus is coming? Let's go to Hebrews 10.25. And I'm going to close with this. Yeah, Mark? Okay, Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the much more, as ye say, the day is approaching. What day you think is approaching? The day of the Lord. That's the day of his return. Amen. I have another version here that says, Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now, especially now, that the day of his return is drawing near. So God is giving us a warning here. He's letting us know. He's, he doesn't say anywhere here, go home, get on your couch, watch the service online, have some coffee, because the time is near. He doesn't say, you know, go ahead and get in your car, go somewhere else while you listen to the service in your car, because the time is near. 
It doesn't say that. It says that we must come together. We have to congregate. You know why we have to congregate? The, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. And the body has different parts. So he wants those parts to be one with him. That's why he says to congregate. I'm not saying this. I'm not telling you this so you can come here. You guys can go wherever you want. Congregate. I'm telling you this because the word is giving us a warning here. It says that even more now that the time is near. So next time you find yourself seeing signs of the returning of Yeshua, remember that you have to congregate. Very, very important. Let's get up on our feet. We're going to close in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.